For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. program are pre-recorded talk of the town on super talk 1270 super talk 1270 you're tuned to talk of the town i'm steve black along with kevin oberlander dakota pharmacy computer natural health center downtown bismarck corner drug store and uh it is heart health month so we're going to talk a little heart health yeah. and speaking of heart health um one of my favorite breakfast foods or foods for any time which i don't eat because they're not heart healthy no. or healthy in general uh the inventor of the pop tart passed yeah. away this yeah. week, Mr. Post. I was like, well, then, but they oh. must be good for people because he was like ninety six. So, well, yeah. Well, did he eat his own? Product? Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those don't do as I do. <laughs> but I kind of sad. So. Yeah, but but I I only ate one kind. I ate all the different flavors, um, frosted raspberry, which you couldn't find a whole lot. But I haven't had a pop- don't eat them today. I haven't had a pop tart forever. Probably a good maybe, idea. Maybe I should get some today. Well, to you honor might live Mr. to 96. Honor Mr. Post. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, health, uh, when it comes to your heart. Uh, yeah. Um, so the heart, uh, probably one of the strongest muscles in the entire body. At yes. Least in healthy people. Yep. And it it moves our blood, so yeah. it's important. Yeah, very important. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of the organs that... You know, we talk about how all the systems tie in together, and the heart is one that, if you were going to say was a little autonomous, it would be the heart. Yeah, yeah. It has, it, it, it has an electric mechanism yeah. that makes it It beat. works on its own. It works on its own, yep. And, you know, not only does it pump blood to throughout our body, you know, to our liver and kidneys and extremities and lungs. And itself. Itself. And that, the... The number one most common type of heart disease is called coronary artery disease. So it's the disease. The feeder system. Yes. That supply blood to the heart. The vessels get narrowed and blocked due to plaque buildup. And then the heart suffers because it's not getting its nutrients. Okay. People hear about plaque all the time. What exactly is plaque? So plaque. kind of that gooey. Yeah. Plaque is. That's why we look at cholesterol. So and cholesterol is not a bad thing unless no, the there's ra- good cholesterol right. and bad cholesterol unless unless the ratios are poor um and it oxidizes and we talk about antioxidants you, you mean rusts yeah we, <laughs> we talk, talk about that a lot we talk about it all the time so if cholesterol oxidizes it gets sticky and it's going to stick to the blood vessel walls and that's one of the reasons for plaque buildup um another reason for plaque buildup is if if we're not getting the right balance of minerals, let's say 
if somebody's taking just calcium for bone density, I think they run a risk of that excess of calcium calcifying the walls of the arteries. So it's important that we do balanced minerals. You need to balance that with magnesium, especially if you're using it for bone health. You, there's a lot of minerals that help your bones. Um, and now we're learning a lot about vitamin K2, which drives the minerals to the tissues it's needed and protects the arterial walls. And vitamin K is kind of controversial because it's a blood clotting thing, but K2 is really not. Um, so physicians sometimes get a little angst when a patient's taking vitamin K, but if they look at it and it's K2, it's, it's, it's good for them. Okay, we hear about blood thinners all the time, right. and, and in a lot of cases, people take blood thinners because of the arterial disease, You're right? or there's something wrong with the heart that you need to thin it out, thin the blood out yeah, a little yeah. bit to, to help your heart pump a little easier. Right, so if you think about blood thinners and the perfusion of the blood through the vessels, the thinner it is to, to a point, the better you get penetration into the extremities, the fingers, the toes, um, the liver, the kidneys. Um, Circulatory. Right. But too much blood thinner, of course, is not a good thing because you cut yourself and you can't stop the bleeding. Well, and a lot of people have to be careful if they're going to have another surgery. And are you on a blood thinner? Okay, you got to wean people off of blood thinners before they could have a surgery for something else and then put them back on because they're on the blood thinners for a, a... I mean, it gets very complicated does. from a medical perspective. It does. And and the new class of blood thinners do a great job of thinning the blood. Um, but there's some risk in if it's not done right or there's a bleeding episode, it's hard to stop that bleeding episode. It hasn't happened for a while, but I've had patients, say, who are traveling to Europe, their physician will take them off of their new blood thinner and put them back on Coumadin or Warfarin because it's so much easier. It's harder to control the pro times, but it's safer when you when you bleed, it's easier to stop that bleeding with some of the old drugs. You know, and I kind of think of it this way. It's if you don't have a head bolt heater on your old truck parked out in the driveway and it's 60 below, that oil gets awfully oh, thick. Yeah. Bad yep. things happen yep. because it goes, eh, eh, eh. It won't start. Your blood's thick. Your heart's yeah. going to go, uh, uh, uh. So what are some of the other things? So, so the, the feeder system, of course, yep. the arteries. The- um, hypertension, high blood pressure is probably the second most common cause of heart disease. And if you think about high blood pressure, it increases the risk of heart attack and stroke and just other complications. So controlling blood pressure is really, really critical. You know, we get we get patients in all the time. They want to take something "quote unquote" natural for their blood pressure. Um, I don't really think any of those work. There are things that we'll talk about later that may aid in blood pressure. But if you're diagnosed with hypertension, I really think, and I recommend to patients all the time that they really need to take the medication that was prescribed because it, it's really, really critical. You know, one of the other ones I, I think about too is because there's some specific diseases that play into thickening of the walls of the heart. Right. And uh, um, so that's cardiomyopathy. Yeah, which, and, and that's a big one. That's a, It's a huge one because the heart muscle gets thick and it doesn't pump efficiently. Um, not only does it stop feeding itself, it stops moving. If moving you're working out and trying to bulk up a little bit, that's the one place you don't want to bulk up. That's don't right. Bulk up your heart. Right. <laughs> nope. yep. um, so we hear about COPD and these other uh, cardiopulmonary diseases. 
um, because there's a whole class of them that are heart and lung related. Right, right. So and they fall into a little different category, but they're still your heart. Right. Your heart's involved in them. So COPD is chronic obstruction pulmonary disease where the lungs aren't getting the nutrients and then they tend to thicken. Um, you get a mucus buildup. Um, you don't get good movement of oxygen across the blood lung barrier. So without good perfusion of oxygen rich blood, I cause an inflammatory condition in the lungs, which can turn into COPD. We're talking with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. Uh, February is, of course, Heart Health Month. And we're talking about your heart. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Um, Super Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bach, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore, Heart Health Month. So we're talking about the heart and the health of your heart. Uh, Kevin, we're running through some of the diseases that are prevalent with heart disease and some of the things that fall under different heart disease categories because there's some nuances to some of that. Uh, one we've heard a lot about lately, um, actually it's kind of a post-COVID, we've heard more about right. it, whether it's in the press or whether it's related to COVID vaccines or not, is AFib. Yeah. It, 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 it seems to be a buzzword now, and I, I've known a lot of people that have dealt with this recently. Yeah, if you look at our AFib drugs that we used a few years back, we use a lot more of them. There's a lot of AFib, and there's a lot more awareness around it. Um, it can be a silent. People might get a little... Well, tell our listeners what AFib exactly so, is. So a AFib is really abnormal heart rhythms that can cause the heart to beat too quickly. So, and sometimes that's silent. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen often. Well, and it doesn't, people, stick, it doesn't stick around long enough for a patient to know it. Yeah, and a lot of people will go in for something else and have an AFib yeah. episode. Um, and they're either in for something else and the doctor discovers it or um, they're having some severe symptoms and go in and it's okay, you're an AFib, um, but could be a precursor to a heart attack or stroke. Yeah, and... You know, there, there are tests that can be done to detect AFib, you know, stressing, a, a stress test, stressing the heart, um, making it work harder um, so that it might move into AFib in those conditions. Oh, we, we've talked about this in the past, reducing stress. Yeah, well, that's, that's on my next page, I guarantee you. Um, so, yeah, a, a, AFib is important to address um, if you have any symptoms of fluttering heart or rapid heartbeat you, you, you need you need to get it checked. now that's different from people who may need a pacemaker right so a pacemaker is the heart doesn't beat in so your it, electrical system's a right. little out of so whack. an afib you still have the heart beating in a rhythm it's just too rapid so when somebody needs a pacemaker their heart skips beats and you know 
people tend to notice some dizziness or lightheadedness because they lose a couple beats of the blood flowing because the mechanisms that electrify the heart to pump be, become disease. So that's where that's where you see pacemakers. So it is it is different. You'll sometimes see people with AFib that have some destruction of the heart muscle. So a pacemaker might be part of what they do, um, but it's not for your classic AFib. But, you know, but AFib is just one of the things we just seem to see a lot more of and in young people. So in some of your research, the young people, that's, I was going to bring that up. So in some of your research, have you found where some of this is coming from? Because, you know, I, I put a lot back to diet, lifestyle, um, you know, what's the outlier, what's changed in somebody, but AFib is becoming more prevalent. Uh, has there been any research that indicates why? Well, I think there's enough information out there that we do, we have to look at post-COVID vaccines, um, especially in our young population. You know, young men, um, especially African-Americans, they're, they, have, they have a lot of heart problems normally, and now there just seems to be an escalation um, a lot, a lot of them were highly vaccinated. Um, I don't think there's any question that the terminology of post-COVID vaccine problems is is in the back of people's minds, even the medical community, because they're seeing things that they can't explain. Well, and whether it's a combination of factors or uh, outright, you know, there's a big push right now with, oh, hey, take a pill. Yeah. You can lose weight. Oh, yeah. And I know three people that have gone on those protocols to lose weight, uh, not for the A1C, and uh, they've dealt with AFib. Absolutely. So whether it's that on its own or a combination of, there's something, There's there's got to be something there. Yeah, there's a dark side. GLP-1, that, that's the type of drugs we're talking about for the public. That's our Ozempic craze, um, our Wegovy craze. It's, it's diabetic drugs used for weight loss. I think it's too aggressive. I think people lose weight too rapidly. Um, I think there's a dark side behind this. So one of our programs coming up, we're going we're gonna to pull pharmacist Jeff back in because he at one time was a certified diabetic educator, so he knows these drugs really well. I think we can get a real base knowledge of what his opinion of what these drugs may actually be doing and what's the answer. Um, and we may have the answer. We're working with a company right now that's developing a base to deliver these drugs under the tongue. So it's not this injection and it's, you know, it's not a higher dose to stimulate rapid weight loss. Well, and we very, talk very about conservative. this all the time. It's um, the delivery system and it's the quality of what's being dispensed. Those matter. And then, you know, I always preach about whether it's health or politics or whatever it is, equilibrium. Things need to be in balance. Yeah. And with some of these drastic weight losses, and you and I have talked off the air before, but there's got to be a downside to drastic weight loss. You, you need to do things in a controlled manner, and a lot of that's lifestyle that goes in conjunction with that. Yeah, um, our program that we're working on will include lifestyle changes, um, look, looking at muscle tone, doing DEXA scans to get um, muscle tone, body mass index. Bone density. Bone density. Yeah. So if you think about one of the bad things coming out of this GLP-1 is rapid weight loss. The first thing that's lost is muscle mass. And what's the heart? 
So muscle. the heart's a muscle. I don't know this for a fact, but are some of the things that we're seeing attributed to losing some muscle mass in the heart? Well, if you think about it logically, you know, two plus two equals four, but when it comes to your health system, it, there's usually more than two factors. So it's two plus two plus two plus two equals right, eight, right. not it's not four. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of working parts, and we yeah. talk about that all the time. Yep. Uh, what are some of the other heart ailments that, um, that people I need guess, to be concerned about? I or, guess the one that probably is understood or heard about is stroke. You know, stroke is... Um, a stoppage of blood flow to a part of the brain gets blocked or reduced. So um, that causes brain damage. But that's really part of the array of diseases that are associated with heart disease. So, um, and, you know... And quite often the, a plaque buildup is what causes a stroke yeah, or a sud- blood clot. Or, suddenly it breaks free yeah. and it's small enough that it moves into the small vessels in the brain and causes blockage. Um, There's a lot of other things that are involved in stroke. People with, you know, uncontrolled blood sugars that are a lot more risk. People with AFib are at a lot more risk for stroke. So to be stroke preventive, you need to look at all of the things associated with your heart health and and have your medical team evaluate that to see what what risk you're at. You know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've always looked at it as your heart is actually not only the pump, but part of the filtering system, because as you're filtering things and you're you're thinning it out, you know you've got your kidneys and your liver and your heart and your lungs that I kind of look at them as filtering systems because they're taking out the clumps, they're taking out they're they're making this consistent fluid that's running through your body, and all those systems have to work together for that to happen. Right, Mo- removing toxins. You know, your liver and kidney remove toxins. They're part of toxins. They're clumping. Right, in a lot and, of cases. And, and and part part of the the role of those organs is if you're on a medication, a lot of times that's how they're removed from the body. So if it's not done efficiently, you get a buildup of a drug, and suddenly we have a problem. That's caused by the, the medication. Heart Health Month, it's Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bach, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore on Super Talk 1270. Follow us on Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. us on Facebook, Supertalk 1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Supertalk 1270. Super Doc 1270. I'm Steve Bach, along with Kevin Overlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drug Store. We're talking about a heart health and heart health month. And uh, so education, of course, we talk about education a lot, and there's a lot of different uh, pieces to that. Again, you kind of need to be your own advocate, part of that triad of care. Um, what is some of the information that you need to keep abreast of? Because I, I know a lot of people will... If they don't get a physical every year, which you probably should, and I get in the habit of doing that, uh, but there's some tests they do and some tests they don't, age-specific. What are some of the numbers you need to know? Well, you need to know your numbers, first of all. So blood pressure, cholesterol levels, um, 
blood sugar, heart rate, blood sugar, heart heart rate, body mass index. Um, of course, two of the biggest risks for heart disease are being overweight and smoking. So, one of the things that people need to know is don't smoke. It it it, it it's just not good for you. I'm, well, I'm and you know, I've talked to the Tobacco Free Coalition and a bunch of research on this, and you know. <laughs> The disconnect between, especially young people, that go, "Well, I don't smoke," but you vape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And it's the nicotine; it's the, the worst part. So when you're looking at, uh, you know, again, delivery method of something, this is something that's horrible. So oh. vaping is worse than smoking. It is, and same with heart health. You know, and I see, I, I don't. I, I smoked when I was younger. You know, it was cool. Yeah, you were the cool kid, right? Yeah, and we all did. My high school friends I and I. I was the cool kid. I we didn't all, smoke. We all smoked. Um, but we quit. We all quit early. You know, when I graduated from pharmacy school, and that was the last cigarette I had because I couldn't smoke in the pharmacy. The guy I worked with wouldn't let me. Some pharmacies let you smoke in their pharmacy. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking it was like uh, sitting a, there and, and ashing into the compound. Oh, God. Because like, I've seen your clean rooms. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> I have I have a great story. Dick Johnson was a pharmacist. He's been gone a long time. And the pharmacy he worked at was just down the street from what's now City Hall or the city building. Um, there was a drugstore on the corner to the south. And I, I would go visit him or we would borrow stuff back and forth. And he smoked. And he would he would stand there with his cigarette above the counting tray and talk to me. And the ashes would fall down on the tray <laughs> right right in with the pills. And he'd just push them right into the, into the tray and put them in the bottle. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was actually a really great guy. Back when I was going to UND, it's similar, but with the cook... Uh, <laughs> We at our fraternity house. We had this cook, and you'd walk into the kitchen. He'd be sitting there smoking. He'd watch ashes fall into whatever the yeah, pot yeah, he yeah. was making. I'm uh, like, I can't eat here. I just, I can't it, do it. <laughs> it, it. It was a different world, but it was. It was a much different time. Much we, different time. But, but going back to the vaping, though, it we're finding out it's worse than smoking. With what we know now, um, and the. The huge downside to whether you're smoking or vaping, I just sometimes don't understand why. I mean, I understand that nicotine's addictive and it's hard to quit, but seventy-two these, hours. Yeah, these are the, the, the these are people that physically are, seventy-two hours. Then it's mental addiction after that. Yeah, you know, and I've done some consulting on smoking cessation. We used to make some nicotine lollipops to divert the nicotine to away from a cigarette. With some success, but they, the, the, the patients weren't always willing to quit. So we didn't have very much success. And I had a, I had a few patients tell me, oh, you know, my grandfather smoked his whole life and he lived to be 96. Well, I don't think there's many of those. There's, no. a, there's a few. So, we all know one, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We probably do. And usually when they pass away, it's right when they quit smoking. <laughs> probably, prob- probably. There, yeah. there, there's some freaky correlation there, but I, it, it's never too early to quit, no. I, or never too late to quit either. It so, isn't. So, I, I mean, you get minutes back. Yeah. Um, other things that are important in the education is stress management. We talk about that a lot. Um, managing your stress, meditation, yoga, spending time with loved ones, just down having it, having dogs. 
Yeah. I mean, those those are stress those are stress management. Well, we got two moments. puppies right now, so yeah. there is some stress involved with that. But um, you say I don't believe in stress because it, for me, either stress is not in your control because other people bring stress into your life and you can't control that. Right, unresolved, unresolved stress or. Uh, things that you're not prepared for. Right. It causes a lot of stress. It's like, okay, well, that's on me. So I, I just don't deal with stress. So I, I don't believe in stress, so my wife does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not listening. Uh, <laughs> but it's stress, huge factor. Right. Huge factor. And people don't understand how large in many, not just heart health, but many facets of health, whether it's weight gain or huge yeah it's huge stress is a huge underlying cause and i get that from patients when we're working on a program for them they say well i don't have any stress well usually that means they probably do because the the things they're dealing with there's a there's an underlying stress undertone to it i tell this to my wife all the time let it go yeah yeah um one other thing is community resources and support groups my, when my, we lost my dad a few years back to a metastatic cancer. And so I went to a lot of his appointments um, and sitting in the chairs in the lab, these people would trade their war stories, their disease and what they were doing. And, um, and I never liked it, but in later years, I saw it as a way to vet what they're going through and visit with other people that are going through similar situations. So it was almost like a support group when they would, my dad loved to go to his appointments because he would see other people that he could talk about what he was going through. So to, to me, that was kind of his, his support group. So as far as the rest of the education, because we got a little bit before the break here, but um, the educational piece, what should people know besides all the numbers? Um, what are the questions you should ask? Because, again, part of that triad of care, your your self-awareness, um, a lot of people will walk into their doctor and not ask the right questions. Right. And your doctor or your healthcare provider can only supply you with the information that you ask for. Because unless something glaring pops up on a test or they don't necessarily do all the tests because insurance constraints, we've talked about that in the past, but they're kind of constrained to what they can do, especially if you're just walking in for this, but that's been bothering you too. You need to ask. You need to have communication. Yeah. One one of the things I tell people to do all the time is make sure you get your vitamin D checked. It, it's important in heart health. Um, it's one of the panels that I found in my research yesterday. So knowing your numbers and achieving a good number, I think is important. Um, and there's different reasons for blood pressure. So blood pressure can be a kidney problem because our kidney filters our electrolytes. And if that's not balanced, that can cause well, like high I blood said, pressure. You know, those different systems that are filters. And when those filters start to get a little clogged up, raises blood pressure. Yeah. Tell, you need to tell your doctor if your fingertips are cold. Because if you're not getting good blood perfusion through your extremities, that needs to be investigated. Fingertips, feet tingling people going yeah just, like like leg pain it's been cold i'm fine fu- now yeah. you need to you need to address that yeah yeah ask for the sure, questions sure. that's yep. the biggest part is ask the questions so when we come back uh when it comes to heart health 
what are some of the practices? What are some of the things you should do on a daily basis? Uh, preventative medicine. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, the old adage, and it's 100% correct. This is Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bakken along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Superdoc 1270, I'm Steve McLeaner, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. We're talking about heart health, of course, Heart Health Month, and now it's preventative. What, what should you do? What, what are some of the precursors? Because dealing with something or having good lifestyle choices uh, long before symptoms arrive, that's, that's worth its weight in gold. I want to quickly run through some of the medications used. Statins, blood pressure medications, blood thinners, beta blockers that they slow the heart rate, um, diuretics to remove ex- excessive fluids. And I mention those because there's some drug depletion that goes on with these medications. I personally am not a big fan of the statins. I think they might be overused. Um, it's kind of the go-to thing when cholesterol numbers are out of balance or out of whack, instead of addressing the lifestyle changes that maybe can help that. Here, take a pill. They put them on a statin drug, which depletes them of something called coenzyme Q10, which is hard on the liver. And coenzyme Q10 can cause, the lack of it can cause some muscle wasting. And our heart, again, our heart's a muscle. So we're giving patients a drug to treat their cholesterol when in fact, if it's excessive dosing and we're not replacing the coenzyme Q10, we can we potentially could cause some heart damage. The very first statin drug, um, Mevacor, put out by um, a pharmaceutical company, their patent, their original patent had the statin drug and CoQ10 all in one tablet. So they understood that in their research, but they had a hard time getting a patent on it because coenzyme Q10 occurs naturally and you can't patent things that occur naturally in the body. So they let it go, and then we were left with just Mevacor. Can't you so, patent the formula, though, or the No, I mean, there's procedure? just, you know, like our gel that we use for gum disease, it has hydrogen peroxide in it. You can't patent it because it, it occurs in nature. Your, body, your body's bacteria make hydrogen peroxide. So you can trademark, which is what we did. We trademarked the name, um, but you really can't patent your formulas. Um, which brings me to something really, really important. More and more we're finding out if people don't have good hygiene habits, if they're not brushing, flossing, using yeah, a mechan- oral health. Yeah, using a mechanism to control their gum disease, those bacteria, we swallow them. They get in our bloodstream. They're damaging to our heart. They're damaging to our brain. There's some really crazy statistics out there. So I've had a shoulder replacement. I'm Every time I go to the dentist, I have to take an antibiotic yep. because those bacteria get swallowed when I have a teeth cleaning yep. or any dental procedure. And 
they get spread. Right. It, 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 that's one thing I was warned about. Very Anybody who's had a joint replacement knows that you have to have that antibiotic because there are some serious effects yep. that could happen if you don't take that. And and I think we have an answer to this before too long. Um, I, I mentioned it in passing a few weeks ago, but um, at a long meeting with Dr. Emily Steins, who's a microbiologist, um, on, tu- on Tuesday... And she's developed a lozenge that actually is being used in the space station by astronauts. NASA. Yeah, NASA oral uses health, it yeah. for oral health. So, and she and the hour I spent with her, we went through a bunch of her research, and I, and I think her I think her products work. So, hopefully, we'll we'll be able to help people with that. Um, some other things that you can do preventatively are things like garlic, flaxseed, omega three fatty acids. Um, resveratrol is a really, really nice antioxidant made from, it's made from the dust of the muscadine grape seeds. And we, we get our grape seed extract from a company out of North Carolina whose winemaker or their, their grape aficionado is actually Italian. So they hired him to come to the States and he brought vines with him from a region in Italy where the the elevation and the humidity and the outcome grew the best muscadine grapes. And the, the dust on these seeds keep the grapes from rotting because they have a real anti- antioxidant properties. And I, I've talked to this gentleman. I couldn't get off the phone with him. Couldn't, under, <laughs> couldn't understand him. But he wanted to tell me all about his work in the, in the grape industry. So we, we, we have a really, really nice resveratrol. Um, again, high in antioxidants. Um, some of the other things, so magnesium is important for heart health. Arginine is an amino acid that helps perfusion. Um, your B vitamins, niacin, B12, those, those, those are all things. So I, I think it comes back to we need to take a really, really good multivitamin with some of those cofactors in well, it. Well, I was going to ask that because a lot of people go, oh, okay, uh, vitamin D, good for my heart. And there seems to be a, people grab on to, well, the latest flavor of the month, you know, right. and this, I got to take this. Well, but there's a balance involved. So right. is it the multivitamin or is there a heart healthy multivitamin? <laughs> because a lot of people will just go, oh, well, Flaxseed. Okay, I'm going to take flaxseed. Yeah. Okay, but that's only one component. Right. And flaxseed to me is really, um, it's the fibers and the lignans that are in there. It's an anti, it, it has an anti-inflammatory effect. So including fat, flax, ground flaxseed and something like your morning smoothie is a good idea. So it really depends what you're doing. If you're doing something like a smoothie, you can add, you can add omegas to it. Um, you can add pro-resolving mediators we've talked about in the past, which is a form of omegas. Um, we've got it in a liquid form now, so you can just put it in your smoothie. So it depends It depends what your wishes are and what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're taking a Centrum Silver, it's probably not getting you the nutrients that you need in a really good full blend multivitamin like we, we have in our line. You know, we have one. It's called Phytomulti Daily, which is a plant-derived multivitamin very high, very high potency. Some food derivatives, um, easily absorbed. It's it's pretty popular. So if anybody has any questions, uh, heart health. Of course, it is Heart Health Month. Uh, anybody has any questions about that or anything else? How do they get a hold of you? We're at seven hundred five East Main, downtown Bismarck. 
Um, 255-1881 is our phone number. We'd love to hear from you. Downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. That's right. Uh, this is Talk of the Town with Kevin Oberlander. I'm Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. You don't need a time machine to amend past tax returns. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Doing a little spring cleaning and you find a 1099 you forgot to file last year or maybe you just found out about a tax credit that you could have taken advantage of. ABC Business correspondent Alexis Christophoros says it isn't too late to do something about it. That may require you to amend your return. You can do this by completing the form 1040X. You explain any changes on there. You mail in the form to the IRS. They do not accept that form electronically, but make sure you've done that after your original return has been processed. Now, in cases where you realize you didn't take advantage of credits, Christophoros says you can amend returns for the past three years. But in cases where you've realize you forgot to claim income? The important thing when dealing with the IRS is to be honest, upfront, and proactive, as opposed to thinking you're hiding out and that they won't find you. Because one thing is for certain, the IRS will always find you. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. Talk of the town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studios. Talk of the town. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done Bakken weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270 Super Talk 1270, I'm Steve Bogan, along with Joe Sheehan of Benchmark Mortgage. Be sure to give him a call. He is your mortgage planner. And uh, guest in the studio with us today, Brian Ritter. He is the head of market affairs with Sanford. And uh, uh, you might know him better from a previous hat he held uh, with uh, the Bismarck uh, Chamber EDC. Um, so, you know, bringing that skill set to Sanford, Brian, um, you know, there's got to be some insights, some things uh, from the housing perspective, workforce perspective, um, that Sanford might have a little leg up now. So, first and foremost, thanks for the opportunity, guys. This is fantastic to be back in the studio, and I'm really excited to talk about all the great things that Sanford Health is proud to be a part of here within Bismarck Mandan. And my audience is very grateful for a break from depressing interest rates. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, and, and we we'll have none of that. We're not going to save the last segment for Brian's dad jokes. We, we promise that. I was told something else before I got in the studio, okay, guys. Okay, fine. The last segment will be Brian's dad we jokes. We can do that. I've got plenty of those. But to the point that Steve and Joe have just brought up about 
what Sanford is doing here in Bismarck Mandan, I think it's important to note that first and foremost, within North Dakota, the state of North Dakota, Sanford Health is the single largest employer. When you look at the presence that Sanford has within Fargo, within here in Bismarck Mandan, Dickinson, Minot, all over the state, we are the state's largest employer. And if you bring that down to the local level, here within Bismarck Mandan, there are about 3,800 Sanford employees. And so if you bring that again to the local level, the state of North Dakota has more employees, but in terms of private employers, we are the biggest one. And when you think about all that entails, running a healthcare facility, the size that we do here, not only within Bismarck Mandan, but in with our presence in Dickinson, our presence in Minot, we've got skill sets that range all the way from, call those entry-level skill sets, right? Uh, things that might be require a high school diploma, a college degree, all the way up to literal brain surgeons, right? And so that carries a lot of responsibility. We have a large responsibility to our community as being the largest employer. What it also means is that we're constantly searching for talent. I think Steve and Joe both know this very well. But that we don't fall into the talent yeah. circle for Sanford. You were doing brain surgeon. You lost me. Well, you so. can't see that. You can't see this on the radio. But I look directly down to my right when I mention that. These guys have no idea. But when you think about what that means, when you're trying to constantly keep a labor force of close to four thousand people, you have to get pretty creative. You have to be willing to change how you attract and how you retain talent. Because let's face it, guys. Right now, this is a job seekers market. You guys know the better numbers mm-hmm. better than I do, but we're right around three and a half percent unemployment. Um, the uh, the participation rate is at all time high. The yeah, I mean yeah, I can give you all kinds of depressing statistics about the job market right now because that's what's killing us on the home buying rate side. So in short, everyone in Bismarck, Mandan, Burley, Morton County, really who wants a job has a job, right? So now we have to get creative, or two, or, two. or three. And now we're going to, have to figure out. All right, so how are we going to have? To, how are we going to find people? How are we going to position ourselves as an employer of choice? So we've really gone about it in two different ways. The first is, I think, what we all want to do is we want to grow our own, right? We want to mm-hmm. find people here within Bismarck Mandan, young people who want to enter the job market. They want to have a job here in Bismarck Mandan, and so let's keep them here. Let's do that. So what you're going to find Sanford doing is we have agreements in place with the NDSU College of Nursing, with Bismarck State College, and the University of Mary, by which. Sanford is... Takes sp- all three of them. It absolutely does. <laughs> and you're it still short. It yeah. Absolutely we are. And so what we're trying to do is we have scholarship We have scholarship agreements. We have agreements in place with all three of those institutions where if students are willing to commit and go to those programs and become registered nurses, because that's where we have a huge need, and they're willing to go through those educational processes, again, at BSC, University of Mary, or the Institute College of Nursing, go through that program, and then commit to coming to work at Sanford for three years. We're going to pay for that education. And if you've got parents out there listening right now, and you're trying to, you're looking at your 529 plans, you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for college, and you're trying to figure out as a kid, what is a job or a skill set that's going to keep me marketable and employable for a long, long time? Well, healthcare is that, is that avenue. And so for us, it's incredibly important that we facilitate and keep in place those agreements with all three institutions. That's a big deal for us. Now, you're going to say, all right, just like Joe mentioned, or I think it was maybe even Steve, you take all the people, let's say you look at all the high school graduates in North Dakota right now, and let's say you got all those kids in, well, even if we got them all, if we kept them all, we'd still have open jobs across North Dakota, would we not? I mean, Steve, I think you know Absolutely. those better numbers. Yeah. Joe, I mean, right, if we took every student from across North Dakota, we put them in a job, we'd still have open jobs. It's no different in healthcare. We just have less second and third jobs. <laughs> Do we just have a few yeah. of them? A few less. So now what we try to do is, all right, 
even if we get, let's say that we keep all that talent, we capture all that talent, we're still going to have to attract new talent. And so one thing that we're doing right now is for the last year or so, we have gone through a process by which we have started to recruit internationally trained nurses. And so we go through a process. We have a third-party consultant we work with uh, to identify talent all over the world. And these folks have to pass all the same tests that a registered nurse in the United States does. They have to pass an English proficiency exam. They have to go through all the same processes and procedures to become licensed and to become proficient. And then some, And and then some, actually. Or as anyone else would hear. So then we work through that process and we bring them to our community. And through the EB3 visa program, these are all legal immigrants, obviously. They go through the same processes. They come here. And bringing that talent, I will tell you right now, in the first year or so of this program, we've brought close to 100 of these nurses from around the world to our community. Half of those nurses have come with spouses. A third of them have brought families along with them. And they are helping us. And some of them come with spouses who are also nurses. And that's exactly it. We're finding that trailing spouse, no matter whether you attract them from or you recruit them from Kenya or Nepal or the Philippines, we want everybody. We need everyone in this labor force. And again, they're going through the same processes. They're passing the same tests. They're doing all the same things. We're just having to broaden that reach. And the program has been incredibly successful. We've got close to 100 of those nurses already in the first year. They're bringing, again, spouses and families along with them. And it has helped us fill gaps, to fill open jobs, and to keep departments running and fully staffed that were a challenge in the past. The good news, too, I put out a feeler to Joe Coy. Uh, so that, you know, if that comedy thing doesn't work out for him, his mom would be really happy to see him come to work for Sanford as a nurse in Bismarck, North Dakota. So to the earlier question, and it's a long answer to a very short question, and I get that. But for us to remain that employer of choice, for us to attract that talent, to retain that talent, these are some of the steps that we're taking. Super talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Talk of the town on Super Talk 1270. How, how are you guys dealing with the fact that you are experiencing that shortage and the whole market is under the pressure of wage inflation and that impact on, on the cost of health care? Because I assume that, I assume that, that these, these folks that are coming to work for us aren't coming to work at the bottom of the barrel prices for a nurse. So that's a great question, Joe. And as you mentioned, wage, pro, I mean, wage increases price increases, that overall cost of doing business, as it's gone up, it's affecting healthcare and Sanford in particular, just like it would anyone else. And so what we're having to do is we are having to become, just like everyone else, as efficient as possible. We, we run a very lean operation the way it is, but you can't sacrifice quality, especially in healthcare. And so we are having to get creative in terms of our scheduling, in terms of our staffing. We are having to position ourselves differently we're having to find uh, places where we can um, supplement resources, borrow resources. And I can tell you firsthand, when you look at our quality metrics, 
those scores that we look at each and every quarter, we're being we're successful. We're staffing. Our quality scores are increasing. We've gone from we've got, we're now a four star hospital. We're this close to a five star hospital. We're incredibly we're incredibly proud of that. But again, it's not without effort. It takes time, and it takes effort. So you mentioned uh, the recruiting side of things, and uh, you know bringing in outside talent, uh, not only from around the country but around the world to North Dakota uh, and South Dakota. And what does that look like from a competition perspective? Because Sanford's not the only healthcare provider out there. You are fighting for the same market share I assume from fair, an I assume employee Fairview, perspective. I assume, I yeah. assume Minneapolis. To what, what does that look like with some of the other healthcare providers Absolutely. out there? So uh, to Steve's question, you're exactly right. This is an incredibly competitive market. You're not just competing here in Bismarck-Mandan. When you think about physicians, for example, we're competing with physicians across the entire country. And so really what that means for us is, yes, we have to get more creative on compensation, on scheduling. We're having to become more competitive in our facilities and how those things look. That's the first step. That's the micro level. But conversation that the three of us had in the past is, what else can you do to make sure that Bismarck Mandan is that place where people want to be, right? It's Mm -hmm. one thing to become an employer of choice, but what can we do to become a community of choice? Because again, if we're going to compete with a, I mean, with larger health systems all over the country, well, it's not just going to be about the money. It's not just going to be about the patients. You're going to have those things. We have to make sure this is the place where they want to be long-term. And so for us, that's why it's so important to support a lot of the community efforts, a lot of things that make Bismarck Mandan unique. I'll use the uh, North Dakota's Gateway to Science Center. I think everyone, all of our listeners are familiar. Gateway to Science for years and years, which is a small building on BSC's campus. In the last year, they've opened up a brand new $20 million plus facility. In the first few months of operation, that's about 55,000 visitors. That's an asset that nobody else has, right? And we want to make sure that we support those things. And we did. We sponsored one of the exhibits. When you think about the think about the other amenities across Bismarck Mandan, people aren't going to come here because we have two Applebee's. And I love Applebee's, for example. All right, by the way, <laughs> that's not a knock on them. But those chain restaurants, it's not a destination. Though. But th- those chain restaurants, they're not unique to Bismarck Mandan. We want to make sure that we're supporting things that are unique to this community. So all the way back to Steve's original question, how are we going to compete? We have to compete by not only supporting those things internally that we can control supporting those things at a community level that are going to keep Bismarck Mandan a vibrant growing place. Make sure that the community so, is the destination. Clearly. So as so as those roles integrate for you as your mm-hmm. new role um, at Sanford and being a part of the Sanford team and your old role uh, in the EDC, what what is Bismarck still need to really be help be help Sanford compete for those for the for, to to draw to, to to win those. It's a it's a great question, Joe, and I'm going to answer it with a very in a very broad way. We need more, right? We just need more of everything. I'm going to focus on our educational system, for example. We're strong supporters of Bismarck State College, United Tribes, as well as University of Mary. If you take those three institutions, for example, you put them together, we probably have about eight thousand college students, right? There's about eight thousand students mm-hmm. if you look at fall enrollments for all three institutions combined. Well, we want to do everything we possibly can to support those institutions so they can get more students, so we can hopefully fill more open jobs. Those are the types of things, again, at that one particular level. Let's take it down to now K-12, all right? So if you put yourselves in the shoes of someone who's being recruited by a healthcare system, whether it's in North Dakota, and maybe you've got an offer in Minnesota or somewhere else, mm-hmm. I've got a family. 
All right, so I'm going to look at the community. I want to see what it looks like. I want to see what the housing market looks like. But then I want to see where my kids are going to go to school. Look around Bismarck and Mandan, and Steve knows better numbers better than I do. We've passed, what, about $120-some million in bond issues over the last five to seven mm-hmm. years. We've constructed, we're constructing a new Mandan High School, new Lakewood Elementary in Mandan, Elk Ridge in Bismarck, uh, Silver Ranch in Bismarck. Those investments, we need more of those investments. That's what it's going to take, Joe. I mean, we could sit here and name examples all day. It's just going to take more. And fortunately, our community so far has been willing to support that. And Sanford Health wants to support that as well. And the community does have room to grow, too. That, that's the big part of that is uh, some communities you wind up getting into a ceiling situation. And, and that's not the case in the Bismarck-Mandan area. And remember this, and something that, Joe, I think you, you talk about a lot in your show and we've talked about in the past, is that Bismarck-Mandan doesn't operate in a vacuum. There's about 135,000 people within this Bismarck-Mandan metro area. But Sanford Health doesn't just serve those 135,000 people. As we've talked a lot, right? Bismarck-Mandan is a regional economy. And so whether you're in the housing market, whether you're in healthcare, whether you are in energy, whether you're a retailer, whether you're the Bismarck Airport, for example, you draw a circle. I'm looking at a map right here in the wall. If you drew a circle around Bismarck-Mandan, essentially you could probably go, what, 150 to 200 miles in different directions? Actually, you can go all the way up to uh, even Glasgow is closer to Bismarck than it is to Billings, which so is now, the next major regional and, medical center in Montana. And that's the key word right there. We've talked about it a million times, right? Bismarck-Mandan is a regional economy. Yep. We've had that conversation ad nauseum. Bismarck-Mandan is a regional medical center at its core. It, it's the medical side of things because people that come here for their, their medical care, they come here for everything else as well. If you're going to drive three hours to Bismarck, you're also going to spend time going to stores and restaurants and other amenities within the community. So that all feeds into the local economy. So Absolutely it does. And again, that's the reason where I use the example of North Dakota's Gateway to Science. That was one project, one of those unique amenities we were happy to support. Mm-hmm. I just got done talking about K-12 education. Sanford Health is a tremendous supporter of both Mandan and Bismarck Public Schools. Uh, we've made contributions to the new Mandan High School. We've made contributions to the Sanford Sports Complex over at Legacy High School. And we do those things because of everything we just talked about. We want to make sure we're supporting the very amenities and the very facilities that make Bismarck Mandan unique. Because in a competition for talent, that's what it's going to take to win. So tell me a little bit. Let's back up to something you said. We're four-star almost. We're mm-hmm. on our way to a five-star. What, what does that mean? What does a four-star versus five-star facility mean? It's a great question, Joe. And so when, when, if you go back about 10 years ago, when Med Center 1 became Sanford, we really started a journey in terms of just improving our overall quality. We have been blessed in Bismarck, Mandan, as both of you and all of our listeners know, to have tremendous health care in Bismarck, Mandan for a long, long time. It's not just Sanford Health. We've got great partners. We've got great competitors that make this an incredible community. We wanted to, we needed to start a journey to improve our overall quality as well. And so if you look over those last 10 years or so, Sanford's invested more than $100 million in facilities just in Bismarck-Mandan. And you can look all over the community and see the blue lights and the signs, right? That's part of it. We, so we the first thing we needed to do was improve our access. We did that with more facilities. And in fact, we're now in the process of adding 36 more beds to the hospital in downtown Bismarck. We're not adding on to the facility. What we're doing is we're taking three floors of part of the the hospital when we're renovating those floors and we're gonna create 36 more beds. 
because the demand for those services just keeps going up and up and up. So first we need to improve access. Then we need to grow the number of our providers. And if you look across the Bismarck region right now, we've got more than 800 nurses, more than 200 advanced practice providers. These are folks like CRNAs, nurse practitioners, things like that. And we've got more than 240 providers. So not only have we increased access by creating new facilities, but we've added more providers so we can see more patients. So if you take that step, then you take that step I just talked about, you take one plus one, that equals two, because you have more access, you've got more providers, and in theory, you're serving more patients. And while we're doing that, we've increased quality. We know that after every single visit, when you come to Sanford Health, chances are you're going to get an email survey. You're going to get a text survey. You're going to get a phone survey. We want to know from you, how did we do? Because every single conversation I've been a part of at Sanford starts and stops with how is this best for the patient? Whatever it is, starts and stops with that one question. How is this best for the patient? Yo. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. What, I guess while we were talking about the region and, and competitors, is what is the, is the relationship, are, are CHI and and Sanford still silos or are are in this kind of an environment where you have shortages where you have are there partnerships across competitors in the healthcare oh certainly space? we've got we've got great partners in healthcare here in Bismarck Mandan whether it's um, with Ascension Mid Dakota whether CHI St. Alexis and of course at Sanford we're blessed in Bismarck Mandan to have as much healthcare as we do and so to Joe's point about we're working together absolutely there's there are conversations happening between our providers conversations happening between our administration and probably the best example i can give you of that is the bismarck cancer center that's a great partnership honestly just i just experienced that one with family BC, bcc amazing. has been around for more than 25 years now and that is a great example it's a joint venture it's jointly owned between chis and alexis health as well as sanford health that board of directors is comprised of three reps from Sanford, three reps from CHI St. Alexis. And that facility exists because we know that's what's best for Bismarck Mandan. And so when we are trying to answer that question I just mentioned earlier, right, about what is best for the patient, well, in this case, BCC is best for the patient. And that's tr- and that structure as a joint venture between Sanford and CHI is what's best for the patient. And so, yes, we're going to compete. And yes, we want to be the best facilities we possibly can. But I think we're also big enough to understand that sometimes to best serve our patients, it's going to take a little bit different arrangement. And the Bismarck Cancer Center is a prime example of that. You mentioned um, adding 36 beds onto Sanford, and uh, I don't think people really realized until after COVID because we started hearing about uh, the number of beds available uh, and at capacity or over capacity and not being able to take patients and patients having to go to Fargo, for example. Um, a lot of that wasn't because a physical bed wasn't available. It was because the staff to support that physical bed. And that comes back to the workforce issue. That That's the, the big piece. When you say adding 36 beds, 
What's that support number look like from a doctor's, nurses, CNAs, uh, cleaning staff? There's a lot of jobs there. Absolutely. And, and Steve, Steve raises a good point that I didn't touch on this earlier, but if you talk about that issue of capacity, we are always going to be able to support and to serve Bismarck, Mandan, and the surrounding area. We've staffed appropriately. We've increased access. We've increased staffing. We feel very good about where we're at. But we know that Bismarck Mandan is not just going to stay this size, right? I mean, Steve and Joe and I have been in Bismarck for a long time. <clears throat> if you over the last 20 years, again, I always use a stat. If you go back to the year 2000, we just crossed over. We're about a billion-dollar economy, about 100,000 in population. Fast forward to today, we're 135,000 in population. We're probably a little over about a $2 billion economy now. That's a lot of growth. And so back to Steve's question, you take that into account the last 20 years, you look ahead now 20 years, that's why we're adding beds. Those 36 beds are a big deal because we're going to be able to serve more patients. But then along with that, we are going to have to hire more RNs. Well, that's why I go back to the strategies we talked about earlier, right? Growing our own through partnerships with Mary and BSC and United Tribes. That's where we're trying to attract new talent from all over the world because you're right. It's not just a bed. It's not just a room. It's the people who are going to help serve the patient who's laying in that bed in that room. But you're, but the growth is, it's kind of a little bit, I, I wouldn't say exponential is probably not the right word, but feels that way for, for the health facilities because of what you said of, be, of us being regional and that people. There's as, a multiplier as involved. The, yeah, as the aging There's population, yeah, as the aging population happens, you know, we experience this in the housing industry who, you know, highest level of cash sales ever in the market. How, how, who are these cash buyers? Well, a lot of them are people moving off the farms and they're just moving closer to healthcare period. They're just, they're coming from smaller communities. They're coming from their, you know, from, from where they lived in the rural markets. And they're just they're as they've aged, they're just deciding to live closer to the healthcare. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You think about that, and it's, again, it's a conversation we've had in the past, is that if you look, if you pictured Bismarck Mandan's economy as a pyramid, and at the base of that pyramid, you really have four core industries, right? The first is always going to be government, because we are the state capital, and of course, it's a conversation, it's a timely conversation, given the fact that we're going through a special legislative session right now. So you've got thousands of jobs here just because we are the state capital. Then, of course, you have education. Let's not forget that the Bismarck Public School District is, in fact, the biggest school district in the entire state of North Dakota. Mandan percentage-wise is growing just as quickly and building just as many new facilities. And that's on top of the 8,000 college students we talked about. Then, of course, you go to that third industry sector, and that's of energy, right? What does this country, what does everyone always need? You want the lights to come on. You need power. We're blessed in the sense that a lot of those facilities are very close to Bismarck Mandan, a lot of those jobs right here in Bismarck Mandan. And then... Number four, then, that fourth industry is healthcare. Between Sanford Health, CHI St. Alexis, Ascension Mid-Dakota, we're blessed in the sense that we've got four industries that keep Bismarck Mandan growing. And because Bismarck Mandan will continue to grow, back to your point, Joe, 
when people are looking for a place to move, when they're looking for a place to come, they're coming here. Whether it's for healthcare, whether it's for travel, whether it's for retail, whatever it's going to be, northern South Dakota, western and central North Dakota, eastern Montana, and depending upon the border situation and, of course, exchange rates, Canadian traffic. That's why we're so proud to be a part of a growing community and a thriving economy here in Bismarck Bandit. It's a big deal. How does housing play into the uh, traction? Because when you're trying to bring in uh, workforce from all over the globe, across the country, um, that's got to be one of the first topics is where am I going to live? If I'm going to come here, where am I going to live? So the two of you are probably better equipped to answer that question than I, but I'm going to offer you this. It is not a one-size-fits-all approach, right? If, if, we're, if we're attracting people in different life stages, people with different expectations of what the housing looks like, Sure, there's going to be a segment of that market who wants that traditional, let's call it a 2,000-square-foot house, three-stall garage. They want that you know, half-acre, quarter-acre lot. They want that traditional single-family home. But now, what have we been blessed in Bismarck Mandate with? We've got some new housing options downtown. You've got new condos. You've got new multifamily options that maybe I don't want that responsibility of having a single-family house with a driveway and a lawn and i got to blow snow off of. Maybe I want to live closer to the community's core because I work in... Mm-hmm. A Sanford Health. I don't want to be able to walk to work if I want to. Well, you're even starting to see uh, things like associations like Verity's Ash Cooley Association where water, snow removal, lawn care is all part of... You have a home. You have a you have a standalone home. But every aspect of maintenance on, on the exterior is taken care of. So now, again, we've got options. You've got that traditional single-family house. Now you've got that uh, closer to the core living. Uh, you've got those multifamily options. You've got rural, you've got that rural experience, that rural residential experience that a lot of people in Bismarck, Mandan, Burley, Morton County want. So to answer the, Steve's question about how does housing impact our ability to retain and recruit talent, it's a big deal, and it's a big part of it. But why we feel so good about it is because we have options here in Bismarck, Mandan. If you're coming here from a large city, a small town, or something in between, we've got the housing options that's going to, I think, work for you and make this community that much more attractive. And there's a lot of people in varying degrees of family stage, whether there's somebody single. Uh, you know, you guys rely a lot in the healthcare industry here in the Bismarck, Mandan area, resi- uh, relies on uh, travel. Uh, folks as well. Um, that's another housing option that needs to be out there when you're trying to recruit talent. Absolutely. And, and again, I, and what's I think what's important to note is that as the community has grown, as Sanford Health has grown, our approaches to how we address those issues, both at the community level and in the organizational issue, have grown. Our involvement in the community. I'm talking to two guys right now who have been involved in this community for a long time. We take that role very seriously. And so as we talk about issues impacting Bismarck Mandan right now, whether it is education, we want to supp- we've obviously shown our commitment and we continue to show our commitment to helping fund educational ventures. If we want to talk about homelessness, right? Homelessness is an issue across Bismarck Mandan right now. As we grow, people are coming to this community. We take that role very seriously. We've definitely engaged in conversations on both sides of the river about homelessness, its impact on our facilities, our emergency department in particular, we want to make sure that we're addressing that. When it comes to the issue of new Americans, again, we've brought in 100 nurses from around the country, trained internationally, go through that same EB3 visa process. We want to make sure we're an active part of those discussions because, again, we take our role and our responsibility very seriously. 
and we know those issues are changing, and that's okay. That's a good thing. But Sanford's going to be a part of those conversations no matter what. I'm waiting for the uh, renaissance uh, in Minokin. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, new the new satellite of Sanford and Minokin. That's 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 when I'll know we've really made it. What's interesting about that? Well, Joe <laughs> might be joking about the Renaissance Minokin. Maybe Sterling, <laughs> Steel, maybe. Yeah. Well, well, Joe might be joking. What what I think he's touched on here, however, is what you said earlier. There's right? truth in it. There, there's yeah. truth in the fact that those people in our rural communities across Western and Central Dakota, they want to live in their homes and their communities as long as possible. They want to doctor in their communities as long as possible. They want to do all those things so they can stay in the communities they know and love. However, when that doesn't become possible, when that doesn't become feasible, you can, and now all of a sudden, you need to travel somewhere. We want to make sure that place is going to be Sanford Health. We want to make sure that place is going to be here in Bismarck Bandan. We want to make sure that as they search for those next housing options, are those next healthcare options. And if it's not available in Minokin or Steel or somewhere out in the oil patch or somewhere in eastern Montana or northern South Dakota, where do you want to be? You want to come to that community of choice mm-hmm. and you want to come to that employer and the provider of choice, which totally is Sanford Health. You know, the one thing with uh, the focus on healthcare has really been to try to keep people into their homes longer. Um, that plays right into some of the housing things going on within the community. Um, that's really the direction healthcare has gone, though, because um, that brings costs down, and that's a benefit to everybody. Somebody who can stay in their house longer, somebody who has uh, a better quality of life in their own home than having to go to a facility where they need a higher level of care. Talk a little bit about uh, that aspect of Sanford Health. So what you're seeing right now is, in response to Steve's question, we at Sanford recognize that the situation is changing and that people, again, if they're not able or they're not willing to drive to a physical facility, how else can we deliver that care? Well, virtual virtual hospitals, virtual health care, telemedicine. Limos are not a part of the solution. I mean, let's be clear. I drove here myself. But the fact is, is that to, to the point Joe raised and the question Steve just asked, how can we deliver that care in the home or at least closer to you? Well, virtual medicine, telemedicine is definitely a part of that solution. And that's why there is a concerted effort and an initiative within Sanford Health to bring that care to as close to you as possible. Virtually is the way that we started off. Trying to establish sites within uh, the rural portions of our territories where you can have virtual care facilities, you can see your doctor, you can consult with your physician, do that online, do that via telemedicine. That we think is going to be a very big part of how we deliver and care for healthcare and healthcare for our patients going forward. One of the other pieces uh, about uh, the healthcare industry, and it, it, you take a look at healthcare and it truly is a village. There are so many different components to healthcare. Uh, people think about doctors and nurses all the time, but there's so much more to staffing up a hospital or a healthcare system because that's really truly what we have in the community is we have healthcare systems. Absolutely. And and Steve's exactly right. I think when people hear healthcare, the first thing you think of is a doctor or a nurse. And let's be clear. Across Sanford Health in the Bismarck region, more than 800 nurses, more than 240 physicians, more than 200 advanced practice providers, and we're grateful for every single one of them. Every single one of those professionals could be doing what they're doing somewhere else. They could be buying a house somewhere else across the state of the country. We're incredibly grateful that they've chosen to call Bismarck Mandan home. 
They've chosen to call Sanford Health Home. And I want to make sure that we extend our most sincere gratitude and appreciation to all those folks. In addition to all those first responders who help care for us here in Bismarck Mandan, firefighters, EMTs, police officers, they all play a role in healthcare. While you may not think of it, those first responders a lot of times are interacting with our providers. Those first responders are interacting with our emergency department physicians, nurses, everyone else associated with that particular department or elsewhere throughout the healthcare system. We're incredibly grateful for them. And finally, we're incredibly grateful for, as Steve just said earlier, the system. It's not just a physician. It's not just a nurse. It's not just a firefighter and EMT. It's the person in environmental services. It's the parking valet. It's the person who is greeting you at the front desk. It's not just one person. It's not just one skill set. And we couldn't do it without all those folks. And quite often, it, it starts with the person on the end of the phone when you call 911. And uh, it spools up from there. So, uh, Brian, Absolutely. great insight. Thank you for joining us today. Of course. Gentlemen, I appreciate the opportunity as always. Thank you, Brian. You've got questions? The tax man has answers. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Between the W-2s, the bank statements, the letters from the charities, and, and where did I put that? Fill in the blank. You may be at loose ends right about now. So take a breath, log on to your computer, and go to the Internal Revenue Service website, irs.gov, or download the app, irs to go Planning ahead for filing return yourself, then it has a lot of good information. It can help you, particularly if you're planning to file electronically, which we always would encourage you to do. IRS spokesman Eric Smith says take a few minutes now and save yourself considerable time once you begin to complete that return. Choose direct deposit if you're getting a refund. Choose to pay your taxes electronically. You'll get peace of mind that your payments are received and processed. So that's always a good option. So IRS.gov, always a good resource. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. Super Talk 1270. Welcome to the School for Startups Minute with Jim Beach. This week we have been talking about how to get motivated when you are stuck to the sofa, when things are not going your way, when it's hard to get out of bed, you don't know what to do. We've been talking about how to help. The first thing, set a small goal. Ask for help from other people after you tell them they can hold you accountable and also, as we discussed yesterday, accept very small baby steps at the start. Today, I'll give you our one final piece of advice right after this. This is Dr. Michael Garko for Strauss Naturals. The heart is only a bit larger than a fist. Each day, it pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood through 60,000 miles of blood vessels. With this extraordinary workload, I encourage you to take Strauss Heart Drops to help support a healthy cardiovascular system. The heart drops are backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. No questions asked. Visit StraussNaturals.com to learn more and order the heart drops today. The final piece of advice, instead of focusing on how hard it is, focus on how good you will feel when you are done. Instead of saying, I can't do my taxes, it's just too overwhelming. Focus on how awesome it will feel when you get that $25 refund. Focus on the good. It's easier to get off the sofa now. 
Talk of the town. Local, interesting. A lot of things going on with flood insurance in the Bismarck-Mandan area and some things you need to know concerning the Missouri River and some changes that have taken place and, well, are you even going to be able to get flood insurance? Community events. Home Builders Association Parade of Homes going on started yesterday. We'll get the update on that as well this weekend on Super Talk 1270. Community organizations. I'm Steve Bakken, along with Sarah Kelsch from the Bismarck Cancer Center. But I want to talk about the mission and where the mission has gone for those that are served that are dealing with the cancer fight. What's going on in our community? That's Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. If you missed the show, check out the podcast on demand on the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town thanks our sponsors. Big Boy, Dakota Pharmacy, Benchmark Mortgage, Trademark Realty, Silver Ranch, Peak Automotive and Service, and Runnings. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.